Hello, welcome to your year of multiplication. This is the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. This Sunday, Apostle seeks to give greater insight in our theme of the year as he teaches us in what ways the manifold grace of God will multiply. In the first part, he shows us two areas in which the grace will multiply. This is in boldness and in signs and wonders. Grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the city of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Praise God. First Peter chapter number 4 and verse 10. Oh, glory. Okay, First Peter 4 and verse 10. And my soul see yeah. So first Peter 4 verse 10. And what I endeavor to do over the next few weeks is to take us deeper into the theme multiplication. Okay? Now, in case you are thinking you'll come here and I'll be preaching to you about a certain things. That's not what I'm going to do. I'll be sharing the word of God as he has instructed us. And so the Bible says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Does that remind you of the conference? It says stewards of the manifold grace of God. We'll go into detail soon. And I want us to read Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. The Bible says, grace, peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Now, I want us to have an understanding of this when God gives us a theme. It's not that we never had the ability to multiply before. It's not that we've not been able to multiply. It's that the grace has increased. Grace has increased. And for those who don't know what grace is, for those who don't know what grace is, grace is that divine enablement. It's that divine influence that causes you to fulfill the purposes of God. One would say, what about unmerited favor? That's one side of it. But then there's another side of grace that has to do with God empowering you to fulfill his purposes. That's how grace is. That divine enablement. And so what has increased is the grace. 
So the grace for multiplication has increased. And if you go back to 1 Peter 4 verse 10, where we are told to be stewards of the manifold grace of God. The word manifold refers to versity. Refers to multifaceted multi-dimensional. I'm trying to find a simple word. Praise God. If you didn't know what Vosianasiana means, um, it's talking about so choose one of the two, but understand at least one. So when we're talking about the manifold grace of God, we mean this grace, we get to see it in different aspects, not just in one. It's multifaceted. It's multidimensional. And as a wise man once said, Vosiana siana. That, that, that's how it is. It's, 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 it's diverse. It's diverse. But then the big question is, when God has told us multiplication, what exactly is he multiplying? And that's what I want us to delve in. What really is he multiplying? In what areas are we going to see grace? And so over the next period of time, I will share with you seven things that God is multiplying. Seven things God is multiplying. Are you ready? Number one, boldness. Number one, boldness. Somebody say boldness. Say it again, boldness. And we'll see this boldness in... Three main areas. So number one is boldness. Acts chapter 4 and verse 29. Matitidwe chapter 4 and verse 29. I need to preach with an interpreter one of these days. It's just that sometimes they take long. Like a 30-minute sermon becomes one hour, 15 minutes. So the Bible says... These guys were praying because it was a difficult period of time. And in prayer, they said, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Praise God. When we're talking about boldness, it's that virtue. It's that quality that gives you courage even in the midst of opposition. It keeps you focused. It, boldness is not overconfidence per se or pomposity. No, that's not boldness. Boldness is when it's that virtue. Through that virtue, you keep you, you keep You've got so much confidence in something in particular that you can't be swayed away from it. And you can boldly proclaim it. And God is increasing boldness. 
So there may be somebody in this place saying, I want to share the gospel with others, but hey, you know what, man, time. We mean God is increasing boldness. He's increasing boldness. Where in a family meeting, everyone has gone left, you'll sit and say, no. But the Bible says we should go right. And that boldness will be responded to. Praise the Lord. God is given boldness. And the first aspect of boldness that you'll see is boldness to preach the word. You'll find yourself having platforms you never thought you would have. Sharing with people you never thought you would share with. And you'll have the boldness to preach the word of God to them. People that ordinarily would have intimidated you, you'll have the boldness to preach the word to them. Now listen, if boldness wasn't a key thing, the disciples wouldn't have prayed for it. Imagine the disciples prayed for boldness. And we are told something that happened after they had prayed in verse 31. Look at what it says. And after they had prayed, the place that they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. One thing I'll tell you is this. People can recognize who's bold about their message. Are you aware of that? People know who is bold about their message. Let me show you. Praise God. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Boldness shows that you've been in the presence of the Lord. Now that's where you dwell. Boldness shows that you're convicted. Boldness shows that you're convinced. It says when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. Imagine what the greatest thing on your CV becomes that you've been with the Lord Jesus. Where it's evident, these were unspiritual men, but they could tell these guys have been with Jesus. Why? There was an unusual boldness. And it takes boldness to work signs and wonders. It takes boldness to make declarations of faith. Somebody say boldness. Say it again, boldness. There is none feeble among us. None will be feeble among us. None, none, none feeble. All of us are walking in extraordinary boldness. And so this boldness will manifest, number one, in how we preach and exercise the word. And then number two, this boldness will manifest in how we will pursue the deepest intimacies with God. It takes boldness. Let me say that again. Do you know that it takes boldness to reach the deeper levels of God? Because it can get a little strange sometimes. I remember one time, uh, I was praying. No, I was in the living room. Uh-uh, I was jogging. You know how some of us keep fit and, and, and all that. I think I should even start maybe a YouTube channel just sharing with you my my, my different um, routines. Praise the Lord. 
that make my hair grow fast. So glory to God. <laughs> and now, um, I remember I was jogging to some years ago. And as I was jogging, I felt, I was feeling like someone was following me. I just said, not today. Went straight into the house. And I kept feeling like there's somebody following me. So I made sure I sat with everyone because, you know, we're quite a number. And I was just trying to keep myself distracted. But you could, I could tell God is up to something here. And then everyone decided to go sleep and I, I remained to pray. I found myself praying like this. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. I don't know if you've ever been there where you're worshiping the Lord like this. That the Ulu Chelo Nakasua. I said, no, not today. <laughs> and I went to the room. I went to bed. And then the whole night, I keep dreaming there's someone watching me. They just seated watching me, quiet. And then it reached a certain point. I, know, I don't know why I forgot this encounter. I remembered it now. I mean, you know, I'm about to say like, okay, <laughs> bro. <laughs> At one <laughs> this person just follows me, puts his hand on me and began to declare that they had been sent. Let me not go into details. But they were unlocking a new realm of the supernatural. And like I said, it takes boldness. The next time I was in a position where I'm feeling something strange, I don't know if you've ever been there. You're praying. You're just sensing, okay, today's prayer session is a bit. And then your brain starts saying, mm. <laughs> and you're wondering, should I continue? You know, it takes boldness to pursue a deeper level. So, you know, you lift your hands. Marked by your beauty. Lost in your eyes. Mm. Na, 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 na. If I was to go deeper in this and to show you from the scriptures how the tent of meeting, if you had to read what the Bible says about the tent of meeting which Moses set up, it doesn't say he set it for Moses. It, read it in the book of Exodus. It says that tent of meeting, it was said that anyone who wanted to seek the Lord would go there. But the Bible says Moses would go and the rest would come watch a show. No, pastor, I just come to church because I just love, I love watching the way your face just changes when you're worshiping. You know, sometimes you go like this and sometimes you go like that. Ah, my goodness, we've got the same opportunity to enter that tent and somebody has come to watch a show. It's interesting. So everyone is watching Moses. Then the Bible says when he would come out, his face is glowing. And then the Bible says, but Joshua. We are not even told how Joshua entered. <laughs> Let, imagine, we are not even told how Joshua entered, when he entered, and the like. But it seems when Moses spoke once, the guy hit five times. So by the time, <laughs> no wonder Joshua was the one chosen. Joshua would probably hear the conversations Moses had with God. It takes Boldness to pursue the depths of the presence of God. It takes boldness to say, okay, you know what? Let me go deeper. I, would, I, I, I want, I, I, can, I can experience more glory. It takes boldness. And I can show you from the scriptures. Can I? 
book of Hebrews chapter number 10 and verse 19. The Bible says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Next verse. By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Uh And having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near. Are you seeing that? With a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. I'll take time to teach on this one day. Why it needs boldness. Do you know that there are times when you want to pursue some of the greater realms and greater depths. As you're going deeper in prayer. Suddenly you have a thought. And suddenly you remember something silly you did two years before. And interestingly, God won't rebuke it for you. It's up to you. Suddenly you just start feeling, ah. I'm not worthy enough for this. Didn't you see that with Peter? When Jesus performed the miracle, didn't Peter say, get away from me, I'm a sinful man. He avoided the Lord Jesus. The day you're supposed to experience that deeper glory. Suddenly, that's the day you start remembering everything everyone ever did to you. Like everything from point number one to the end. My friend, it takes boldness to just put everything aside and say, I'm just going for the deepest of the deepest. And I've been praying for all of us. If we just experience that, those deeper realms of glory. I don't know about you, but I feel, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm well, I know there are still deeper realms. There are more visions we can see. There is more intimacy we can enjoy. It's a boldness. The third way boldness will manifest is it manifests in a full assurance. You're not even sure what I'm going to say. (laughs) It's already blessing you. It manifests in the full assurance of your position on judgment day. Let me show you. First John 4 verse 17. Judgment day should not be scary for Christians. Teachings on rapture are not scary for Christians. Let me show you. First, we'll come back to first John 4 verse 17. Give me uh, the famous first Thessalonians 4 verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Uh Then we, (laughs) I don't know which one your faith is for. My faith is for the we. I don't know. (laughs) Then we who are alive and remain, that's where my faith is shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. 
Now you notice that if you read Revelation and you read this, you can tell that this one is different from the second coming. This one is the rapture. Because we'll meet him in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. So we'll be caught up. We'll be raptured. Okay? Let's go to the next verse. What does it say? Therefore, comfort one another with these words. In short, for a believer, the teaching on the rapture, the teaching on the end times is comforting. <laughs> Notice, it's, it's comforting. If someone says, do you know Jesus can come back again today? Ha! Ah, I'm comforted. Wow. <laughs> I, I, and we always singing, it's just a little while longer and I'll see you. It's comforting for us. No. The last days, I'm telling you, there'll be this, and there'll be the tribulation, then there'll be the mark of the beast, and ah, what a comfort. <laughs> because I know it's comforting. <laughs> Someone is asking, why is it comforting? Because I've read in Matthew 24. And I've read that there are some who escape such times. I did a whole teaching on the end times. Remember it? Should we repost it? I did a whole teaching on the end times. We repost it. It's very comforting. Praise God. Now let's read from 1 John. <laughs> I know someone is wondering because I remember when I was younger and I watched rapture movies. I, which movie? Did I? I think I watched Left Behind. And then I remember one day I woke up in the morning and I couldn't see anyone at home. I say, Sean, Mom, Alice. <laughs> then I think, who was the first person I saw? My uncle. And I didn't really trust his salvation. So that <laughs> we've lived <remained> together. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you know, it may sound funny like this, but there are some who search for these videos. Can you imagine one day someone will be searching for these videos because they want to hear what Apostle Fred said about this period. There's actually a sermon by Perry Stone. I found it interesting. It starts by saying, if you're hearing this and you've remained after the rapture, the following is what you should do. <laughs> no, but the Bible actually gives good advice on what to do. You know one of the advices that's given, right? Run to the mountains. I think I know why. There is very little signal there. It will be a very technological time. But anyways, run to the mountains. Okay. So First John 4, verse 17. I want you to see this. Look at this. Boldness. Boldness to stand before God and not feel... Let me say this. Imagine the boldness to stand before God and you don't feel inferior. Now, before somebody gets, let me explain. When I stand before my parents, for example, I have a lot of respect for them. But I don't feel less of a human being. I don't feel like I'm of a lower class. Imagine you stand before God. You don't feel any less divine because he has made you a partaker of the divine nature. 
You've got the bonus to relate with God from the place even of divinity. You know, we are taught so much to relate with him from the human side, not the broken side and all that stuff. And yeah, it's scripture. But we should not ignore the other side we've been taught to relate with him with. Perhaps that's a side we should even grow. Well, we are partakers of the divine nature. Okay. First John 4.17 Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. Ha <laughs> Oh, what? Now, grace is multiplying and this boldness is increasing. Why do we have boldness in the, of the day of judgment? There's a scripture that people always read at funerals. So I never... I never used to like it. And then I read it for myself. And I discovered it wasn't a funeral scripture. It was a rapture scripture. Because it wasn't talking about what people think it talks about. (laughs) Should I give it to you? Are you sure? Okay. Hebrews 9, verse 27. And as it has, as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this judgment, it doesn't end there. Uh huh. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So the whole point of this scripture is actually showing. That Christ was offered in our place. Now, why have I said this? Our boldness is that if one man died, we all died. And if that man was judged, we are all judged. And that's why the Bible says we have passed. We know. It doesn't say we know. It doesn't say one day. No, it says we know that we have passed from death to life. We'll go deeper in some of these teachings. We'll go deeper. Praise God. So that's how boldness is going to manifest. So there's increase in terms of the multiplication of boldness. No one will shake you. Say I'm unshakable. I'm like Mount Zion. Praise God. I was in foundation class today. And it was so hilarious. Let me expose them. So they were being taught on different aspects. And one of the things we were being taught about was, uh, I think it reached a point where, you know, every point, I was the one saying the loudest amens. And then I think they taught them about hell. One or two faces were like, and then, you know, and you know, Minister Chungo and she's preaching. She was emphasizing. No. So in hell, that is where the dead will be thrown. And the devil and those who are not found in the book of life, they will be thrown into the lake of fire. <laughs> then she goes on to say, but for us, 
who have been saved. Our names are written in the book of life. The way they all shouted, Amen! (laughs) (laughs) Somebody say, boldness, boldness, boldness. Now, as scary as this may sound, I don't know about you. But I'm comforted by the thought that he could come back today. If that thought doesn't comfort you, there's a session we do at the end of the service where we play a certain song. We need to bring you to this place of comfort. (laughs) We need you to come to the altar. Okay? And if perhaps there is something that you do, something that you've done, that's reducing that confidence. Then either you need to get saved, or if you are saved, we need foundation class and an appointment. Because the Bible says, make your election sure. So if there's something to deal with, let's deal with it. Don't miss the rapture because of something silly. Say, I've got boldness. Okay, number two, quickly. The second thing that God is multiplying this year are signs and wonders. Someone may say, Apostle, what if I'm feeling like the year has started off even harder? Exodus chapter 7 and verse 3. Exodus chapter 7 and verse 3. 1, 2, 3, let's read. I think you didn't read it properly. Maybe you may be thinking, but it has started a little harder. One, two, three, go. (laughs) Um, I'm going to do a teaching because as we proceed, we're going to come to a place where I'll show you some of the things that will trigger the increase in grace. One of them is opposition. One of them is when they are saying, where is your God now? (laughs) One of them is when they plan against the Lord. Psalm chapter 2. Look at Psalm chapter number 2. From the Passion Translation. Psalm chapter number 2 from the Passion Translation. For you reign. Magnificently rude. We have it. Victorious and your power. It is shown throughout the earth. You know that one? And we proclaim. My voice is back. That our God is mighty. Lift up your name. For you are holy. Sing it again. So sing it again. Honor and glory. 
and in adoration. How dare the nations plan a rebellion? Their foolish plots are futile. Next verse. Look at how the power brokers of the world. Does this remind you of a certain period of time? It says, look at how the power brokers of the world rise up to hold their summits as the rulers scheme and confer together against Yahweh and his anointed king, saying, uh-huh. let us come together and break away from the creator. Set our own rules. Hey, freedom of everything. Once and for all, let's cast off these controlling chains of God and his Christ. Ha, ha. Somebody say, ha, ha. Say, ha, 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 ha. You'll know why in the next verse. Aha. God enthroned. Give me the new, the, the, the King James Version. <laughs> hey, hey. Verse four. Ha, ha. Come on. Ha, 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 ha. The Bible says, now, before we go there. How many of you know who is seated in heaven? Who is seated in heaven? Our God, eh? But have you ever read where it says that we are seated in heavenly places? So meaning, we can now partake in this divine act of what he does. The Bible says, he that seated in the heavens shall laugh. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Woo Because the sin is being set. The stage is set. <laughs> it says, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and I will multiply my signs and wonders. I will multiply my signs and wonders. Now, why is God multiplying signs and wonders? Because there is a wicked generation that needs to repent. And the wicked generation needs a sign. So let's give it to them. He will multiply signs and wonders. Why would God multiply signs and wonders? Signs and wonders can turn an entire city to God. Somebody may be thinking things are bad. No one believes. Let me show you something Jesus said. You understand why we are contending for signs and wonders. Matthew chapter number 11 and verse 20. Look at what Jesus says. Uh, can you give me the new King James? Woo. Then, uh, give me the English of it. He began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Look at what he says. What to you, Chorazin? What to you, Bethsaida? For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, you know Tyre and Sidon, right? In the book of Exodus, you've read them? It says, if the if they were done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Let me, let's go on. He goes beyond Tyre and Sidon. But I say to you to be more tolerable for them on judgment day than for you. Uh-huh. Let's make it intolerable. Let's. <laughs> and you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained till this day. Sodom was bad. But Jesus gives a formula for winning Sodom over. Mighty works. That's the formula for Sodom. The formula for Sodom is mighty works. And I can tell you something. Signs and wonders are attractive. If you don't believe, check my inbox. <laughs> if you don't believe, just check my WhatsApp messages. 
you'll find people who haven't stepped in church in years. But then they saw a photo of a sign and wonder. They saw a photo. No, there's a miracle that happened. Signs and wonders can win over Sodom. Signs and wonders can win over that stubborn auntie. They can win over that stubborn, um, that, that person who just doesn't want to change, that brother, that son, that daughter. Signs and wonders. Begin to believe the Lord God for a greater level of signs and wonders. Not just worked by the pastor, but worked by you. Well, when it's testimony time, someone will come up here and say, Pastor, this week it was the blind. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. The other one will say, ah, ah, ah. God is really doing something. For me, it was the death. The next week, they exchange. God is multiplying signs and wonders. Where you're at work, yeah, with your workmate, this one who's just kept complaining and complaining, eventually it just bothers you. And at lunchtime, you say, can I just see you privately for a minute? Nothing, nothing. I'm just like, can I just pray for you? And Zambians don't refuse prayer. They're spiritual. So, can, can I just pray for you? <laughs> Trust me, I've never met a Zambian who refuses prayer. I've never met a Zambian who refuses prayer. And you take them to the side and they say, in the name of Jesus. I remember when I was in my fourth year, um, I, I, I lost one of my books and I used to write all my notes in one book. So I went to ask. This time the book didn't appear. I waited for it to appear because in first year when I lost my book with all my notes, it appeared. Now this time it didn't appear. So I humbled myself and went to the classroom <laughs> and asked for notes. So I went to the classroom and uh, the, the classroom was really friendly and said, let me bring them uh, tomorrow. I'll, I'll give you all the notes and stuff. So I remember where I'm in class and the classroom you know, approaches me at the end of class and says, oh, I have the notes and, and the like, I can send them to you. And then she just turns and does this. Like, ah. I said, what's wrong? I've just been having this before she could finish in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it. Okay. And then, not being a believer, <laughs> the first thing she did was it's out. It's gone. I'm like, no, but my words are too. And I shared the gospel. <laughs> but you have such stories. You know what I mean? May God, God will present opportunities. That's why we talked about boldness first. And it's interesting. There's an interesting relationship between boldness and signs and wonders. I'll tell you how. Boldness causes you to do signs and wonders. And then signs and wonders also increase boldness. Can I show you from the scripture? Let's go back to that very verse where they were praying for boldness. And I'll tell you how they asked for that boldness. Matthew chapter number four. Matthew four. Where were we? Was it verse 27, 28? Give me verse 29. If you're not giving me the verse, I'll break forth. (laughs) And you find they start keeping it on purpose. There's no Acts 4 verse 29. Did I say Matthew? You are supposed to have a spiritual converter. I was testing. 
you know, tests come in different ways. Right? <laughs> and <laughs> now the Lord, <laughs> now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word. Do you want to see how they ask for the boldness? Next verse. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That's what they said. God has boldness by stretching your hand. Hey, Akatahai. And do you know how his hand is going to be stretched? His hand is, you're not going to see this huge hand from every boom. No, 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 no. When God wants to stretch his hand, he looks. Is there any... <laughs> Is there anyone here who knows that their body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So, when God wants to stretch his hand, he looks in the body of Christ. And he's looking for a hand. Hey! That's why, look at what it says. By stretching out your hand to heal. And that many signs and wonders. And then when you go on, it says, and many works were done through the hands of the apostles. Why? That was the hand of God in action. And the key to that is to believe. Because in Isaiah 53, we are told, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Hey. Praise God. Now, these signs and wonders will happen the following ways. You will work signs and wonders. And you will experience signs and wonders. And you also see signs and wonders in people's lives as a result of your intercession. Where you say, oh, I need to listen to the Ministry of Health update. Okay, fine. The update has come. Oh, these are the number of new cases and these are the ones which are existing. Okay, in two hours, how many can I release from ICU through my prayers? And you say, okay, Lord, I'm dedicating the next two hours of my life. By the Spirit, I go to the ICU. And, I, and, you find, and you find God even multiplies visions in such a way that you find yourself walking there. And you say, I'm releasing you, I'm releasing you, I'm releasing you. So there will be signs and wonders as a result of your intercession. Then there will be signs and wonders in your life. Miracles. By the way, in case you don't know, I do hear what's going on in service. I do. I, I, I watch the service when I'm not in yet. I, I was hearing the testimonies. Although someone took long, right? <laughs> There's somebody who's got grace. As in, she holds that my testimony is first out the day we give her. One say, Karen Punch. I'm even shocked she didn't sing a song. I thought she was going to add Fiantitilavaya with it to no tin dondolo Fiafula. I away while you are we. I away while you are we. I I those in foundation class will be scared. The other part used to scare me when I was a kid. And someone just starts, just know I would be on my, ah, uh-uh, don't sing it. It's giving me memories. And then there'll be that guy who emphasized, coach. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> So I started in there. 
Now, anyways, where was I? Where was I? I was saying multiplied signs and wonders. They're talking about job freezers. Please, this is when you should even apply. <laughs> I don't know if you've been hearing the testimonies that have been coming. We've been posting a number of testimonies. Praise God. Where someone gets a charge cleared simply because they were posted. Ah, you go to that church, that's your pastor. Okay, fine, we've cleared. There is multiplied signs and wonders. And you, some of us will also start having signs appearing in our hands. From nowhere, there are just things on your hands. Just to show the presence of the divine. There are five more I need to go into. And I will continue next week. How many of you have been blessed? service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.